Baseball and Whatever with your host, Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. <laughs> All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jenkins aboard. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in a game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And good probst. If you look at most Bond fans movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Baseball and Whatever. This is episode 67. Holy cow, 67 episodes. Uh, I'm Justin. There's Vinny. Hello. We're here with you on this wonderful Thursday night. Vinny, I'm not going to lie. I've been up like since 4 a.m. So I'm and I worked a 12 hour day today. So don't expect my uh, my best effort tonight. You're going to have to carry the show. Uh, don't I always? You do. That's true. <laughs> Who am I kidding? You always do. Uh, yeah, Maddie is uh, going through sleep regression right now. So mm, she yep. didn't. She went. We put her down eight thirty yesterday. I don't think she stopped crying till about ten thirty when she finally fell asleep, mm. and mm-hmm. then she woke up. I think at two, three, and four, and four thirty last night, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, so that's rough. Did uh, yeah. Is she getting teeth in? She's got six teeth now. She's got okay. six. So top four no, no are in and bottom two are in. So no more coming in right now. That could Not be at the, the moment. No. Corporate of it. No. Okay. I don't think so. Hey, you and you and Danny Parkins uh, share something together. He was up uh, five times last night, too. He, he shared I, that. I on heard that on the radio. His, today, his son yeah. is going on uh, sleep regression as well. So you take that on top of a full work day on top of then open house. And I my my work is too far away where I can't come home in between. So I've I've been home i've been gone since like seven o'clock a.m this morning and i got home 25 minutes ago so or half an hour ago 30 minutes ago but my dedication to the podcast knows no bounds i am ready to go or i'm gonna fall asleep you're welcome by myself of course you could you of course you (laughs) could i don't even know how to work Streamyard. uh well yeah that could be a problem but anyway work my setup (laughs) (laughs) ah you're doing great i love the i love the for for our 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 watchers our creeps our creepers that are watching on youtube uh vinny's got the nice neon light behind his ernie banks jersey now uh you can only get that kind of coverage if you watch us on youtube or twitch so um first of all uh if you are watching us for the first time welcome we are baseball and whatever we do chicago sports primarily baseball although there's not much good stuff to talk about baseball wise um for the first half and then we jump to whatever we want hence the title of the show this week we brought back a new segment that we just did a few weeks ago called musical mayhem we pick five random bands vinny's got a website that pulls five random bands this week we have hold on let me pull it up we have Jimi hendrix nirvana neil young jimmy buffett and an edm artist by the name of bonobo or bonobo however bonobo. you want to pronounce that um so we'll get to that to the second half of the show uh but first if you would like to write into the show and tell us how good or how bad we are we would love it you can find us on youtube at youtube.com slash baseball and whatever twitch.tv slash baseball and whatever you can find us on twitter at baseball and what we have 800 followers now Vinny. well done my friend 
Really? Yeah, eight hundred followers. Oh, that, shocking. That's, you you are you are making some friends on there, right? That's that's incredible. Lord, it's a miracle. Uh, you can email the show at baseball and whatever at gmail.com. You can find us on all your podcast apps of choice, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Overcast, whatever you listen to, we are on there. And lastly, uh, we have it. The text text line and the voicemail line is kind of drying up. We haven't had any lately, but yeah. the text line and voicemail line is one nine one three. 808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. And we we are, our Minnesota listeners are through the roof. So if you are one of our Minnesota listeners lately, please write in and tell us, what do you like about our show that you're downloading so many episodes? We appreciate it. Uh, it could be that you Justin, just, you're just worried. It, it could be. <laughs> or it's a bot. I don't know. It's somebody. But hey, it, you're, it, you're our numbers are going go up. St. Paul now. St. Paul. You're going to be worried that you're going to you know, get in a car crash and you're going to wind up in Kathy Bates's uh, guest oh, God. room. She's going to break your ankles. I'm a big fan of your podcast work, and then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to lose my feet. Uh, I have never seen yeah. that movie, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> enough about that. Uh, we are going to kick off the show. Um, we don't have any YouTube comments this week or emails or tweets. Uh, do we have any? Do we have any hot 67s? takes? 67s? Oh, oh, Famous 67. See, wow. I told you I'm falling asleep on the job you here. You really are. Famous 67s. Vinny, uh, the only 67 I know is for the Blackhawks. That would be the Stanley Cup champion and wonderful defensive center, Michael Frolik. Um, Hold on. I don't think I have the, the Blackhawks uh, up here. Oh, no. Wow. Uh-oh. I had them. Oh, here we go. Everything changed on me when I, That's I all right. messed it with my screen. Okay. Yes, you're right. Thank you. Also, I want to note, I usually have my fancy dandy uh, baseball, whatever Arctic mug that my sister bought me a couple weeks ago. I mixed a little bit of apple juice in there that Maddie had or that was we had for Maddie just to give it some flavor. Mm -hmm. I did not know that if you don't if you don't uh, clean that because I'm used to just putting water in it, it will mold. So my mug's got mold in it now. Do you know that? Can't you just clean the. Well, I could. I didn't have time. I didn't have time today. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I went to go okay. pour the water, and I'm like, that is not supposed to be there. Anyway, Famous 67's Frolik is the only one I know for the Blackhawks. For the Cubs, I can't think of any. Are there any Cubs Ooh, that wore yes. 67? Yes, we have three Cubs. Wow, we okay. Matt Matt Swarmer, not Schwarmer, but Swarmer. Bullpen okay. guy just pitched this year, mm. earlier this year. Not good. Vaguely remember him, yes. Yeah, wasn't good. Uh, my guy, Alfonso Rivas. Oh, yeah. And he, yeah, Siyoshi Wada. Oh, I forgot. God, I forgot. Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a really long. I think time he came ago. up in a, a question, a trivia question. Yes, he did. Back had, right, the, he was whose guy AL, or which guy Cub L, or whatever. Yeah, ALCS. Um, what was it? Uh, he was ALCS MVP, wasn't he? Yes, for the Red Sox, right? Yes. Yep. All right. Very good. Yeah, I, I re- retained some of that information. <laughs> Yeah, Greg I needs can... to come back and do some more of those. We do, cause... yeah, we do. We got to get some more. Those were fun. Those there, were fun. There's not much much going on for the season, so that, that's anymore. the Cubs right there for three. You did miss two Blackhawks. Let's go okay. back to those. What do we got? Tanner Kiro. Oh God, yeah, he would have been to eighteen. Like yeah, about five six years ago. Yep. Yep. Prospect and didn't pan Jacob Nilsson. That one I do not know at all. Just recently, 2019. Okay. I don't remember so, him. He must not have yeah, played very many games. Probably not. He was only there one year. Yeah. Uh, do you have any Chicago White Sox? Oh, God, no. I have none. I'm the wrong guy okay. to be asking White Sox questions. 
Well, we got one this year, Bennett Souza. Okay. Uh, B- Bernardo Flores Jr., 2020. Greg's probably we, Greg's probably screaming at his wa- it is it is yeah it is uh, this TV screen or computer screen right now. Yep. Brady Leo. L A. Who are these guys? L A. I can't. I Neil. I can't read that. Yeah, L A I L. Lael. Brady Lael. Okay. Currently with, uh, he was with Seattle last year. He's not on the majors right now or hasn't pitched in the majors yet. Okay. Caleb Ferrer. No. F-R-A-R-E. Okay. Ferrer. Yeah. Uh, Brad Goldberg. No. Juan Minaya. Minaya. Is that Omar Minaya's son maybe? Juan M-I-N-A-Y-A. A-Y-A. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Scott Carroll. Oh, yes. Was he an infielder? I feel like I remember him playing for the Nationals at one point. Scott Carroll played with the Cubs, too. Okay, um, then now that. He was maybe a pitcher. A okay, it is not the same guy <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of then. He is in the infield. He's just a pitcher. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's uh, His last picture on uh, Baseball Reference has him in a Cubs hat. Um, it really? does not say he actually pitched for the Cubs. Yeah, 2014 to 2016 with the Chicago White Sox. So, yeah, he never pitched for the Cubs, just the White Sox, but he's donning a Cubs hat. Interesting. Yes, very interesting. Um, Randy Williams, 2009 to 2010. Mm, Oh, I'm thinking of Woody Williams. No, I can't. I don't know who Randy Williams is. Woody Williams was a St. Louis Cardinal. All right. And Jim Kern, 1982 to 1983. I don't know who any of these guys are. No, well, they're they. Uh, Bennett Souza is the only one I Bennett Souza I've heard of. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm sure Greg Scott Carroll playing there three years. I'm sure I'm Greg sure would Greg knows who he is, especially yeah. if he's a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he he would know. Um, all right, now Chicago Bears. Oh God, this they, I really Cur- don't know. There's Bears. someone wearing it currently. Really? Yes. Plays right. center. Center. Oh, not uh, Cody Whitehair. No. Sam Mustafer. I only know go. that because I just Googled Mustafer. it right now. <laughs> the, oh, sanctity now of, the sanctity of the game has been broken. Yeah, gosh, you're just as bad as Pretzel Vince. Yeah. Um, then before that was Jordan Mills. Remember Jordan okay, Mills? Okay, I do remember Lyman, Jordan Mills. Bad, not good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Josh Beekman. I think he was no, I don't Lyman. know who that is. Yeah, center guard. Okay. I, remember, I vaguely remember him. Um. Yeah, not not a lot here. George Seals, nineteen sixty five to nineteen seventy one. No, no, doesn't ring a bell at all. Didn't no, really do too much. Not not a lot of accolades on his uh, Pro Football Reference page. It's not like that and bulldog, then, whatever guy we talked about no, last week. Nope. And then Ted Karras, K A R R A S. No, that be Karras or sure. Karras? Sure, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Karras, sir. I don't know. Karras. Karras. Okay. I'm looking at his pronunciation on Pro oh, Football okay. Reference. Ted Karras, one-time NFL champ, so he's got that to his name. Okay, well, that's more than I can say for myself. Yep. Other than that, uh, uh, Jerry uh, Fontenot is Mike Fontenot's long-lost well. dad? Probably, yep. <laughs> Jerry Fontenot played okay. with uh, the Bears from 1989 to 1996. Okay. And that's All about right. it. Yeah. 
That's uh, yeah. that's a hell of a list, and I'm assuming we have no um, no bulls, no bulls. Yeah, bulls, no. bulls. They not don't, bulls not, till seventy one. They're not fans of the higher numbers, I guess, in the NBA, no. huh? I guess not. All right. Well, uh, Vinny, do you have any hot takes or no? For the hot takes, I segment? don't. I mean, I could make up hot takes. You could make one. No, we yeah, don't have but to do no, that. But no, we don't need to do that. No, no, I don't really. I can't. I can't think of anything that really bothered me or. Um, upset me this week i will say we don't need to we don't this isn't a hot take but i have seen more trailers and more uh interviews for the new clerks movie i'm getting very excited for that movie does it look good it looks good it looks good okay. and yeah so I'm, I'm really excited for that i wouldn't call that a hot take though but uh yeah other than that i got nothing okay yeah i, I got, got nothing. nothing we can move on all right let's move on uh real quick though before we move on we'd like to thank our partner in the clutch for joining us here on baseball and whatever in the clutch is an awesome sports apparel company that is known for their licensed mlb negro league and mls apparel along with great shirts to rep your favorite retro hockey baseball and football teams even better if you head to in the right now at checkout use promo called baseball and what to get 10 percent off your order once again Head over to intheclutch.com, pick out a shirt that you like, and at checkout, use promo code baseball and what for 10% off your order. You will not be disappointed. So thank you to all the guys and gals over at intheclutch.com. Thank you guys very much. All right, let's hit the baseball talk. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All right. I have some bad news for White Sox fans and our our third co-host, Greg, in particular. Vinny, I think the Sox are done. Are they done? I'd say they're done. Uh, I, I know there's there's so there's I mean they, they're so, they won they're so done. two in a row. They're they're almost they did. on a winning streak. Uh, but so they're playing what, the Royals. Yeah. It, that's like beating up on someone you're like a little sibling at this point, even right. though you're not much older and stronger than that sibling so to speak mm-hmm. um yeah uh, crazy week for the white Sox. so first of all we you know the team is just tanking hard minus the last two wins uh and then we have tony Larusa is out indefinitely obviously i think it's pretty well documented we do not like him on this show as a manager uh but obviously i don't think any of us would uh wish ill against him or wish harm against him so hopefully you know speedy recovery to tony um but yeah, he's out indefinitely. He's got some heart issues flying back to Arizona. So Miguel Cairo is it heart issues? I didn't, I didn't see. What that's they what I had said. read online was heart issues. Yes, okay. um, or something with his heart. So I okay. Um, the, obviously, the White if, Sox are playing so bad that they're causing Tony even heart, heart issues. Yes, yeah. I, I know Steve Stone was on the radio out here in Chicago, and he was talking about how. You may disagree with Tony's moves and stuff like that, but you can't argue his level of preparedness, and that was really causing a strain on him. Mm. So, obviously, is it just Steve Stone but, uh, backing up his buddy? Probably. So so he's not fit to do the job is what Steve Stone that really sounds like said, it to me, yes. Admitted to, that, yes. that the job is too much for him to handle. Now, the other thing, and, and I don't like to put the tinfoil hat on because I can't stand people that do, but... Uh, Justin, you have a tinfoil hat on almost every time we talk about <laughs> stuff on on this podcast. That's true. Um, but <laughs> you just hate yourself. Yes. Well, that's a whole nother issue. But uh, the part of me wonders, and and I could be completely off base with this, and if I am, tell me so. But do you ever get the idea that you know they can't fire him because he's Jerry Reinsdorf's guy, 
But if it's a health issue, whether real or made up, and I'm not saying that they did make something up. I'm just throwing this out into the ether here. This makes it a lot easier to let him step away without having any like egg on their face, so to speak. But you have to get Tony to go along with it. So right. So either either Tony is going to admit it himself, but not sure. want to do it public. So there's a, that's like a threefold like plan there. You, first, you got to get Jerry because Jerry's got to be on board with it because yes. you're essentially firing him. him so yeah. you got to. Fire him behind the scenes with Jerry being okay with it. You got to have Rickon to come up with the plan, <laughs> first of all, and have the stones to actually say something. Oh, well, no. If that's up to Rick, then we know that's not going to happen. And then you need then you need Tony to go along with it and say, sure, what the hell? I don't want to ruin my legacy anymore, but he's right. already a Hall of Fame baseball person. So well, that is true. What is like, what, what more could he, you know, can't tarnish it. They're not going to take him out of the baseball Hall of Fame. I mean, they haven't no. taken him out with his DUI, so what's going to really cause him? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess he can't I guess when you put it that his way. way out of the, the the Hall of Fame at this point, so <laughs> what does he care? And he seems like he's maybe uh, you know I don't know too much pride. I guess yeah. maybe to uh, yeah. I to guess I guess when you put it that way, in, in terms of Tony going along with it, I think that would be the toughest thing. It's just such a weird a weird situation because you know there's documentation, there's photographs of him on the field doing the lineup card before the game. And then the the other thing that was a really big story out here in Chicago was that a lot of the players were not told what was happening. They didn't find out until it popped up on the Jumbotron at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field here in Chicago. Interesting. So there was a lot of back and forth between should someone from the organization have wrangled them up and all told them, or is it better to let them go through their routine because they were still in like the pregame atmosphere, so to speak. I frankly don't care. I just kind of find it funny that that was such a big talking point this week, so... That just that just makes perfect sense for this season that you know that happened that way. Like you would think, you'd be like, well, you know, Tony's not feeling that well. You know, he's you know complaining. I'm sure he's complaining about his chest hurting, which at his age is probably a serious thing. Where yeah, yeah. I'm sure if something happened there, like yeah, get get the heck out of here, go go see a doctor. You know, get him to the medical staff or whatever. But yeah, I, I don't know why you wouldn't wrangle the the troops together and say, "Hey, here's what's going on," and they have to find out from the jumbotron. That's yeah, that's silly. It is I mean, that's, right. And then a few ridiculous. people found out they were like on social media before the game. Some of the players found out on Twitter that this was happening. It's just a weird, weird situation. And then you got Miguel Cairo taking over, which I saw the White Sox released a press statement that you know Miguel Cairo is two and zero as our manager uh last season when tony had to step away for a couple games it's like oh okay i don't know why you it is what it is you don't need to give me a stat line for being a manager but like miguel cairo i remember him being a cardinal you know middle infielder utility guy um you don't really hear much about him at all as a bench coach uh but then the story gets even weirder that supposedly the story broke today at least according to chicago uh sports radio that the players held a team meeting uh, before the first game without, or before I'm sorry, before the first game without Tony, and they did not allow Miguel Cairo in the room, and it was a team meeting all about how we need to go out and just have fun. And I'm like, well, you are way past due on the whole having fun thing. Like, yeah, I, I you're yeah. only having fun if you you're giving up on the season. I I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know I what mean, that's what that's supposed point, to be. Yeah, having fun. I think they kind of need to buck up and you know stay focused but i 
Teach his own. I mean, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I I saw something on that that they had a players only meeting, which suppose it it went better than uh, Kenny's meeting that he he had with them because they came out and won two games in a row. So well, it, it, Mark Derosa was on the score today, and they were interviewing him about the same exact same thing. They asked him that exact same question, and he's like, "That is not the message I would have if I was on that team. Th- that yeah. all right, let's just go have fun, like." No, we need to make a run, and if if we don't start like today, yeah, it ain't gonna matter. You know what I mean? Like so, somehow, some ungodly way, like they still, despite like what I think they're four or five games back now. They are. Have they maybe inched their way a little bit closer now with the last two wins? They I don't were know. But six before these last two games, okay. I haven't checked the. the so standings. like even even with all of that, like we're still a month away from the end of the season, and they're still like not officially eliminated not officially nope. out of it like there are crazier things in some alternate dimension where they could make a run still at this point i don't see it happening but they could do it technically um just a weird what a weird week to be a white Sox fan i would love greg's gonna have to write in and tell us how he's doing i've seen a few of his posts on twitter and it's usually just like a garbage can emoji or uh stuff like that and fire yeah <laughs> Hot, so, hot garbage. Um, hot, hot garbage, yes. That they is are for currently sure. four games back. Uh, Cleveland is on a two-game losing streak. So Okay, well. I mean, and they got a lot of games in the division left, so there's yeah. there's a chance. I mean, God, I mean, poor poor White Sox. Poor Greg. I, I, I mean, feel for the White Sox fans. They just, they, they just dangle it out right in front of them, and then they, they go on a bad streak, and then they – you know, they're two games under 500 and then they're two games over 500 and then they're two games under 500. It's, this is an awful season for the White Sox oh, it's horrible. to be it's, strung along like this. It's, it's like, you're just waiting for somebody to put you out of your misery, but they won't do it. You know what I mean? Yep. Or they can't, yep. I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, the, the only other, I have two other socks things for you, Vinny. Uh, first one, I saw this stat on Twitter, uh, and I thought this was pretty perfect for what, um, the White Sox season has been like, all right, so in 20, this was as of, I think, two games ago, the White Sox were 63 and 63 for 2022. Uh, to go on from that, the first half of 2022, they were 46 and 46. Second half of this season, they are 17 and 17. And then the last 18,028 games since August 16th of 1906, they were 9,014 and 9,014. Weird, and yeah, and if you remember, they had that like history. Curse. It, it is there a Billy Goat involved? I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I, the first half of last season was they came out so strong at the All Star yep. break and had a commanding lead over the division, and then they, you know, they're like five hundred now, and I mean, so that just goes to show you how much of a f- mediocre average team they are. They're not yeah. really, they're not who we thought they are. In in yeah, channeling I- my inner Denny Denny Green. I mean, but, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because the first half of the season they had like specific performances from they had a really good the pitching staff was really good mm-hmm. and they had great offensive performances from your mean Mercedes for like that first month and a half or whatever it was and then you had different games where other guys stepped up and then the offense was carried by uh, Yasmani Grandal for the yep. second half. No one else was really hitting. I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, we, we all, you know, I think we all picked them to win the division. I had them winning the world series yeah. and that, that I wasn't the only person. There were a lot of people that oh, had them, lot. but yeah, 
this this team reminds me of the Cubs without the World Series, but just the you know the Rizzo, the you know Bryant, you know mm-hmm. these guys were are promised to be you know Luis Roberts promised to be a perennial MVP. He I don't does he have one single MVP vote? Maybe he got one last he year. He can't stay healthy. You know he can't stay healthy. Aloy can't stay healthy. I mean, but. You know, even but even when Luis has been on the field this year, it hasn't been this jaw dropping performances from him. I mean, no. he's played good baseball, but it's not this, you know, perennial MVP. He's you know, supposed to be the, the what, Cuban Mike Trout, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't see that yet. I don't see that anywhere. Um, you know, maybe if he can stay on the field long enough, but yeah, you know, I just get those types of vibes from this team that you know, you're promised one thing and everybody, you know, sees the potential. They do really well coming up and then they get here and it just kind of blah. Like do you, it's just what do you ever say? Do you think it has anything to do with them giving all those? I mean, big in terms of like for us, it's a big contract and big money. But like, does it do you think that has anything to do with those guys that came up, didn't really even play a game yet in the pros and got those huge deals and huge, huge signings? Or is that or is that overrated? I guess I don't think so. I think that's over. I would like yeah. to think that it's overrated that they want to win a championship. That you know, winning you know at least winning one um, is is uh, more important to them than the big contract. Um, yeah. But I I don't know. Everybody's different. Um, but that's I just true. think that you know the competitor and them being a professional athlete. It doesn't seem they don't seem like those. You know that would be their type of, uh, I guess, you know, background or yeah, their you know, mo, their yeah, per- personality. Um, just you know, but it's just they're just not producing. I mean, I'm you know, I'm looking at Luis Roberts. Yeah, he doesn't have. Uh, he was back or runner up for rookie of the year in 2020. Okay, but yeah, he has not gotten one MVP vote, and I mean, he had a really good year last year. Uh, this year is just very pedestrian with a 787 um ops i mean his ops plus is 121 um but it's just you know it's, it's that's you know that's good it's not great great is what I, he's I'll, supposed to be i'll be honest for the longest time i was more upset during the quintana and eloy trade that we lost eloy but i'm more upset that we lost Dylan cease now at this point yeah i mean that that's was- that one hurt. That that one hurts. I mean, I I would give up Eloy again. I mean, I feel like he's just yeah. so. I mean, he has potential, but he can't he can't stay healthy at all. Him, yeah. like you said, him and Luis Robert. But um, the only other thing I had for the White Sox, MLB.com released a, a story this week where they rated their the most underappreciated White Sox player for every team. Uh, if you have not looked yet, would you like to take a guess who the White Sox most underappreciated player was? I already took a look. Okay, it is Johnny Cueto. Vinny, do you agree that Johnny Cueto is the most underappreciated player on the White Sox? Um, well, I, I don't know. I don't. It's a weird. It's a weird like question. I, you know? Yeah, I, I guess maybe. Be, but you know, being on Twitter, a lot of people love. You know, White Sox Twitter loves loves Johnny, Johnny Cueto. Cueto. Yeah, and, and he, rightfully so. He's been great. I guess maybe. He gets overlooked because he came in later in the season. He, you know, he's not Dylan Cease, he's not Michael Kopech. Those are the you know the two, the two young studs guys, yeah. that they had. Lance Lynn's been there since last year, and he was, 
you know, great last year. Um, not so much this year, but I, I guess underappreciated. I, I feel like there's, I feel like White Sox Twitter would have a better, well, it'd probably be kind of skewed all over the place on who would be the the most underappreciated. I'm sure people would say Yoan Moncada. Um, I'm sure there's probably other players as well that, um, you know, fans would probably come up with, but I don't think they would say Johnny Cueto is the most underappreciated White Sox player, just because I think they all appreciate what he's done. He's gone yes. out there and picked at least six innings and has, I mean, he is, I think his, his Called last the start team. Was, today, I mean, yeah. was great. He only gave him one earned run. And then, you know, with his two starts before that were a little shaky, uh, but he, for the season, he's been great. So I don't, I don't, I don't he, believe that, I mean, to but. his credit, guy that was, you know, sitting at home for the first half of the season, he's p- probably pitching himself into a nice small, a nice short-term contract, contract next year. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whether I, it's I mean, with the White Sox, I don't know, but. Uh, he was a name that I thought the Cubs should take a flyer I on. I was thinking the same thing. Uh, during the, the offseason, I even posed that question on Twitter, and someone told me no, flat out no, pass. Like, and I was like, well, I mean, they need arms. Why, yeah. why not give him a shot? I always liked Johnny Cueto. Yeah, uh, when he was with San Francisco, San Francisco, and, you know, yeah, Kansas City, right? Cincinnati, or Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, I always enjoyed him. Um, I always thought he, he was a fun pitcher to watch on the mound because he always changing things up on his timing, his delivery, delivery, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, I, I was, it was a, a pitcher that I wanted the Cubs to go after and kind of just have as that depth piece, but, uh, they mm-hmm. didn't, the Sox did and the Sox are reaping the benefits from that right now. Yeah. Well, I don't have any other Sox, um, tidbits. You got anything other Sox related? I, I think we're good. All right. We can move on. Uh, that sound is the window closing a little bit more on the White Sox, uh, I almost said Stanley Cup run. Uh, the White Sox World <laughs> Series run. Wrong sport. Uh, let's move over to the Cubs. I'm, I'm Honestly, I feel like we're hitting that stride now of the season where we're going to have more of like Bears talk and maybe Bulls and Bulls. Well, not Blackhawks because they're going to be awful. But more Bears and Bulls talk lately because the, the baseball seasons are slowly winding down in the next few weeks. Um, for the Cubs, the only thing that I really wanted to bring up I thought was interesting was by winning the finale in Toronto yesterday – the Cubs recorded their first month of 500 ball in the season for 2022. And if you want to be more depressed, that is the first time they've had a 500 season or 500 month since May of 2021. Lord, it's a miracle. So when you think back, they almost went two, almost two full seasons completely yep. under 500. So, um, but you know, this team has been more exciting. I know we talked about it, I think on our last two weeks ago before we had Andy Fry on, um, that at least they're a little more fun and exciting to watch because it's all young guys. I know Rivas Mm -hmm. got a call back up because of, um, they had an open spot, I believe. Right. Yeah. So he's back again. I I don't, yeah. I mean, I, I think you, you were very high on him. I kind of was starting to buy into him, but I don't know if he's the answer. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll turn it around in the off season. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's been exciting to watch. I saw East, yeah, ESPN Sunday night baseball, even flexed a few Cubs games coming up into their schedule, which if you would have told me they were going to do that, I'd say you're crazy, wow. but, uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like a broken record, but I'm cautiously optimistic for next season now. 
if if these guys continue to improve and you make up you you pick up a few decent veterans, I think they still need at least a decent veteran pitcher for the starting rotation. Yep. Because you don't know what you're going to get from Hendricks next year with the injury he's got going on right now. Uh, if if Keegan Thompson, who Keegan Thompson's out hurt, right? That yeah, they're kind of shutting. Would, him. I think they're shutting him down. Okay. Um, just because I mean, you know this is I think the most he's pitched in his yeah. career so far so they're just uh you know he's just, doing he's well in. still justin Steele keeps improving uh stroman has been lights out for the most part lately since he came back uh caleb Going killian justin Steele, yeah go ahead. he's been uh he's got has a sub one era since the all-star break wow i think it was like yeah it was under 80 i think the last time i saw it um, that's pretty yeah, good he's, he's been on fire he has that that's pretty impressive um yeah and then i mean then you you factor in stroman who's been pretty well i mean they have the i don't want to call them building blocks because some of those guys are a little bit older but like and then you look around the diamond and i see something there it's just a matter of can they put it all together you know yep but uh the the only other thing i have for the cubs that i thought was kind of interesting is that same mlb.com article ranked Christopher Morell is the most underappreciated Cubs player, which I'll be honest, I think I disagree pretty vehemently with that one. I feel like yeah. Cubs fans really enjoy what he brings to the table. I think so too. Again, I, I don't, I don't, unless it's like they, a, a nationwide think, is it thing from the players. Is it a players' vote or no? It was, it was literally just it was one of the writers going through each team. I think for the Brewers, they had like Rowdy Telez was the most underappreciated one. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that either, but. uh yeah, I, I feel like they're just picking fan favorites. Like, I yeah, and saying they're underappreciated. Yeah, I don't get that because, every, yeah, from – I mean, I feel like most people would appreciate Christopher Morell. Um, I, feel I like guess – I mean, Nick Madrigal, I feel like, would be he, an underappreciated. Since he's been back, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's been very good since he's been back, but I think uh, more – underappreciated than christopher morrell they do preface the article by saying that your team's fans may have seen what these players mean but the rest of baseball has not caught on maybe this will okay. help so that does make a little more sense um okay. white Sox yeah, johnny I can, cueto i trying yep, to think and that, that would make sense then if you're, if you're going if he's doing it by that then yes i would get that because if you would say johnny cueto to most people they're like what are you talking about yeah, that guy is an old bum. He was awful with uh, San Francisco's last couple years. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I would get that. And, you know, not many people are going to hear Christopher Morell's name and say, oh, yeah, I know who that guy is. Right. He's, he's great. Yeah. Um. So, I, okay, I guess I can buy into Makes that. Makes a little more sense, two yeah. Names then. Yep. Makes a little more yep. sense. Yep. Yeah, they have here um, the most exciting player on a not exciting team. Morell provides a spark every time he does something on the field. When the Cubs are good again, he will be one of the best supporting players in the league, which that's pretty high praise. So it is. We'll see. It is. We will see. Um, I'll be honest. That's all I got for the Cubs because their season. I was going to say the uh, big news uh, last week that broke after the podcast, and it was on Friday. John uh, uh, Morrissey. Uh, is it Morrissey? Is it? Yes. Yeah, he broke that. Uh, the Cubs are potential landing spot for Shohei Otani this oh, offseason. God, I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, and then I saw people on Twitter saying, no, we don't want him, which makes no sense. And, and their rationale was, no, we don't want him because the the Angels have him and they still can't do anything. Well, and I and in, in uh, 
in the statement, it was said that the Cubs would have to give up their three, their three or four best prospects. They're, okay. they're gone in the trade, and I think that's what people are saying. Well, you okay, built that up makes the more farm sense. system, and you're going to trade it all away. But I don't think they're going to have to do that. He's only got honestly, one year left, right? Yeah, he's got one year left. Um, so you, would, I, I think the value goes down there. You're the Angels are looking to trade him, so therefore the value again is going to drop when you're trying to trade a player. Uh, the the only thing that's going to raise it back up is if you get a bidding war, yeah. um, and I'm sure that there's probably going to be teams that are going to be in on them that are going to want to trade for him. Um, but you know the Cubs did; they were one of the runner ups uh, to sign him uh, mm-hmm. when he came over to the MLB. So they have that going for him. I don't know if he's got a no trade clause or not. So, um, not I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm guessing not. If they're kind of openly talking trades um yeah yeah, and i didn't hear that come up at all during the discussions at the trade deadline but uh it would be interesting uh if the cubs did trade for him i'd be all for it um a guy that's uh an ace of a staff and a a middle of the order hitter i'm all for that um i I, you know i again i don't know what it's going to cost to to get him over here uh and you know i'm sure it'll it'll hurt um uh, on some of the you know the prospects that go over but i don't know he's he's a you know once in a lot i mean we just, generational player there hasn't, yeah there hasn't been a player like him since babe ruth like yeah. i i don't know i i would love to see him on there i i i get people falling in love with prospects but they're they're just that they are just prospects we especially as Cub fans, you have seen We've your seen list of prospects lot. that have come through and have been raved on. And now, again, it is a different era. It's a different uh, front office. So yes, those things definitely don't hold the same water. But still, they are just prospects. Who knows? They could blow out their knee the next time they play. We don't know. Um, you know, it's the well, same thing goes for Otani too. If you're trading yeah. for him, but I, I, I yeah. mean, I, if the Cubs trade for him, that's awesome. If they don't, okay. Um, yeah. You know, Either way, I, 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 I can't. I mean, I got, I got to trust Jed and uh, Carter Hawkins. Um, yeah. I just, you know, I just got to trust them at this point that they're going to do do what's best for the team. Uh, I, I, I'm not one of these people that thinks they need to be fired. I think they've been doing well so far. There's been a lot of good positives uh, in the organization and in the the farm system and with de- development um, that we haven't seen uh, before that uh, since you know um, it's been a while. So it's been a long and, time, yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with whatever happens. Um, I, I'd be great if they signed him, uh, you know, after next season. Go mm-hmm. ahead and sign him. Uh, spend the money uh, if yeah. it just costs money. That that doesn't that doesn't hurt anything except the budget but hopefully uh they should be at the top anyways especially if they get a player like Shohei Tani they're going to get the the seats filled up so there's going to be more money coming in anyways so you just got to ask Papa Ricketts to open up his checkbook that's it right exactly that's maybe it. Tom will fly out there to get the deal done again so <laughs> I did want khakis talk- and coat or whatever the hell he wears right? all the time Right? New balance I, I shouldn't talk-, talk I wear new balance running shoes so well there's nothing wrong with that no okay um I did want to talk about uh, Jeremiah Estrada. Did you see him pitch uh, yes, yesterday? He looked. Uh, did you see that fastball that he threw? That yeah. that looked like it was on a line. Uh, it did. It, it, it was. Did. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, I suggest uh, googling Jeremiah Estrada. I'm sure it will pop up on Twitter. 
the pitch that he threw, 98-mile-an-hour fastball, it looks like it doesn't dip at all. It looks like it's on a straight line, uh, which is pretty much it's almost impossible to do that. Uh, but they reading into the uh, the you know the metrics on it, his spin rate on that was so much that it I guess deceived the eye and making it look like it was actually going straight. It just had that much spin on it. Wow! Which is ridiculous, cow. and it was. Um, yeah, they were saying that he probably has the best fastball uh, mm-hmm. because of the spin rate on it is the best fastball uh, in all of uh, Major League right now. Uh, his big thing is whether he's going to be able to control it. Uh, his slider is very good as well. As Again, if he can control it, he'll be great. Uh, so mm. that is a name for Cub fans to keep an eye on Jeremiah Estrada and definitely Google him. Uh, go check out some of the... I think it might have been uh, the Pitching Ninja had a couple of the the, the clips of him okay. pitching I'll, in Toronto. So I'll have to go back. He struck out two in the one inning of work that he did. So we'll we'll definitely have to be keeping an eye on him. But he definitely appears to be a good bullpen piece, hopefully, of the future. I, I'm all on board with that. Uh, their bullpen, I, I will give them credit. It seems like they can always put together a, a semi-decent bullpen lately. Yes. You know, so... Yep. Um, all right, last thing, uh, if we take a look around the MLB, the only really thing I saw was the other day, um, it sounded like the MLPA had sent out notices to minor league baseball players that they were going to push to unionize in uh, the minors. So I'll be very curious to see how that comes about. I mean, I'm all, that sounds great to me. I, a lot of those guys, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. We're, we're pretty documented that, especially during the lockout, um, you know, a lot came to light with. Those guys, they don't have easy lives. Granted, I know everyone's going to say, oh, they're playing a game for a living, but they're not making – they're they're barely making a sustainable wage. Um, yeah. you know, not so a living I, wage. Not a living wage, no. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I hope something comes of it. I think there's going to be a little bit of a battle. I don't think it's going to be an easy uh, transition. I don't see you yeah. know, management wanting to – okay, that's fine. Go right ahead. I don't see that happening either. But, uh, you know, the MLBPA, at least in the back in the day, they were one of the strongest unions around. So we'll see how they how they handle this. But yeah, that's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what happens of that. It just seems Mm -hmm. like a big undertaking to get all those players unionized. Uh, Another thing is, are they going to have a separate uh, um, CBA compared to that's a really good question. So, yeah. then the owners are going to have to be negotiating on two fronts. Um, they're really not going to like the that minors will be on a lockout. The pros will still be playing, but the right. they won't have any that'll call be, ups. It'll just be yeah. be a bunch of scrubs. Be it'll be wild. us. I mean, good good for them to to do something. Hopefully, mm-hmm. everything works out and it's all smooth, and we don't have any more lockouts. Knock on wood on that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I good for them. Uh, it's good for to see them fighting for. I guess the little guy. Yeah. You know, yeah, that that that's great to see. Um, so we'll see what comes of it, but um, good good for the minor yeah. league system, the players that they can actually hopefully afford get a living wage. Um, granted, they yeah they're playing a kids game, but I mean, it's for entertainment. They they yeah. should be making some sort of livable wage to continue doing that because I'm sure plenty of people like baseball, and these a lot of these guys are trying to make their way up to the majors. Yeah. So, why not uh, 
you know, at least invest give in them. them. A chance. Yeah. yeah. Give yeah. them a chance to, to make that happen by giving them a living wage. That, that, uh, you nailed it. Um, well, I guess, should we move on to who's hot and who's not? I said it correctly this week. You did. Good job, Justin. All right, let's roll. And on. now, folks, it's time for who's who you- hot. So damn hot. Oh, hot. Because I'm a hot little potato right now. And who's not? I'm afraid that the condition has left me cold. Freezing my royal Rastafarian ninnies off. This guy sucks. All right, Vinny, take it away. All right, we are going to do just the month of August. Uh, okay. I'm not going to go into the weekly one. So we will start with the uh, White Sox, since they still are the better team in town. Uh, Justin, who is hot for the month of August for the White Sox? Um. All right, for the entire month. God, I feel like half the team's been hurt. Um. All right, this is a shot in the dark. I'm going to go Jose Abreu. I have no idea then. It was Eloy. Really? I would not have expected that. Eloy hit 371, 461, 505, and had an OPS of 966 with three home runs, 14 RBIs, a 13.9 walk rate, and a 1.34 ISO uh, percentage, okay. uh, bad pip of 434, and a weighted runs created plus of 182. Who nice. was not hot? Oh, God. Um, not hot, not hot. Let me think here. Uh, I got to go with the same guy I think I've said the last three or four weeks, and that would be Yoan Mancata. That is correct. All right. Good All job, right. one for Justin. Two. One for two. Yes, Yoan Moncada has not been good uh, or was not good for the month of August. He hit 184, 280, 287 for 567 OPS, two home runs, 13 RBIs, a 29% uh, strikeout rate, and a ISO of 103, a BAP of 246, and a weighted runs created plus of 65. Justin, do you even know what ISO means? Uh, no. No. What does ISO, it mean, Vinny? Enlighten ISO me. ISO measures the raw power of a hitter by taking only extra base hits and the and the type of extra base hit into account. For example, a player goes one for five with the double, has an ISO of 200. So it's, it's okay. called isolated I'm, power. Okay, uh, I can see where they're the, going with that then. The metric. So, okay. yes. Um, see, yeah, it's funny. So, I always thought what you just described, I always thought that was kind of like what slugging percentage is, but that is not what slugging percentage is. Slugging percentage also takes into singles. Okay, well. gotcha. This is only, only extra, extra base, base hits. Got it. Hits. Okay. Yes. Got so, it. Okay. Yep. And, and cool. I think uh, average is around 200, if okay. I'm not mistaking. I can um, see that. Okay. So, yes. Uh, so, the, the White Sox players are, um, yeah, they're they're not, uh, let's see. Not good. ISO average is 140. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent is 250. Uh, great okay. is 200. So, um, yes, uh, both the, the White Sox players, uh, you know, Loy was almost at average for okay. raw power or nice. isolated power. So, yeah, uh, not good on the power front for the White Sox, but that's kind of a given this season that they <laughs> are lacking home runs. So, that is true. Especially when Elvis Andres, uh comes in and he's, what, ranked, I think, who is tied for fourth or fifth on the team with home runs? Yes, he was. 
Not yes, good. he was. Okay. Not, not a good look. No. <laughs> on that note, moving on, uh, for the Cubs, Justin, who was hot for the month of August? All right. I'll I... give you a hint. He hit his 100th home run. That would be the coffee man himself, Ian Happ. That is correct. Yes, Ian Happ hit 275, 319 on base percentage, slugged 532 with an OPS of 851, six home runs, 17 RBIs, 257 ISO, and a 29.3% strikeout rate. Uh, he had a BAP of 348 and a weighted runs created plus of 135. Who was not hot this month uh i'm gonna go with just because i remember the last couple months or last couple weeks he was in it constantly and that would be our guy seiya suzuki i feel like he's turned it around a little bit the last week or so but yeah i mean his numbers aren't like a trope they're not like yohan moncada's it's just not 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 that it's just not good um it's not great it's not atrocious is just meh uh 252 average 328 uh on base percentage 369 slugging uh for a 697 ops two home runs 10 rbis his uh isolated power is 117 and a strikeout rate of 20.7 percent BAPIP of 308 and a weighted runs created plus of 96 so pretty it's just about average, so okay. not great. Uh, but for the, I think uh, there were only three Cubs that actually qualified for um, at bats. So okay. yes, uh, he, he was the lowest of uh, the three. Okay, so, third place, I guess, still gets the bronze medal. <laughs> Moving on to the MLB. Um, All right, Justin, who was yes. hot? This guy played for Houston or plays for Houston. Uh, I'm going to go Jose Altuve. I feel like that's your go-to. That's my go-to because that's who comes up right away. (laughs) Yeah. I I have no idea. Well, he's another star on the team. Uh, Bregman. All right. Yes, Alex Bregman. Hit 362 on base percentage of 452, uh, slugged 681 for an OPS of 1.133, seven home runs, 22 RBIs, uh, isolated power of 319, and a strikeout rate of 8.7%, a bat pip of 414, and a weighted runs created plus of 277. Who was not hot for the month of August? This guy plays for Cincinnati. Uh, Joey Votto was injured for half of since half of the month, right? So it can't be Joey Votto. Yeah, he didn't qualify. He didn't qualify. Um, shoot, I have. Is it the shortstop? I feel like the, that their shortstops come up a couple times. I don't remember what the shortstop's name is though. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay. have to say it. <laughs> All right. I don't know the guy. The guy's position. All right. Who is it? Jose Barrio. Mm. A Barrio? Mm-hmm. Is it Barrio or Barrio? I think it's Bur. I thought it was Barrios, but I could be wrong. It, no, Barrio it, probably is right the right way to say yeah, it. Yeah, you're thinking of the pitcher from. Um, that's who I'm thinking of. Toronto. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. So he, uh, Jose Bar- Barrio. <laughs> now, now I'm confused. No, now it's you in your. Now you're in your head now. Yeah, now I'm in my head, uh, which happens easily when I'm pronouncing <laughs> names. Jose Barrio hit 151, 180, 233 with an OPS of 413, two home runs, seven RBIs, a .081 isolated power, and a 46.1% strikeout rate. 
a bat pip of 256 and a weighted runs created plus of five not good for mr no not good at all jeez he plays for cincinnati so what do you expect as anybody really care at cincinnati yep i don't (laughs) think the owner cares no 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 the owner definitely doesn't care that's been well documented with some of his quotes or was it pittsburgh might have been pittsburgh i don't remember cincinnati i think it was cincinnati doesn't matter one they're both garbage teams and garbage franchises so Bring send me send me your angry <laughs> right. send Vinny your angry tweets. Yes, uh, please do. All right, that does it for baseball, but we do have a little Bears talk. So let's jump to the Bears real quick before we get to our musical mayhem. Manures of the Midway, <laughs> where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that. Oh. Uh-oh. That's all right. Technical difficulties. Okay, well. A pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears, but yeah. maybe not this season? I don't maybe know. Maybe not. Maybe um, not? What do you got? Did you watch the, or did you see the outcome of the third preseason game? I, I caught the highlights of it, yes. Okay. Then that's pretty much all you needed to see because it was yeah. probably all Justin Fields. It was. He only had two incompletions that game three touchdowns granted it wasn't against the complete first string cleveland browns defense but he did what needed to be done right um you know that's what you need to do against lesser opponents you need to pick them apart and make it look easy like he did i mean that's i mean touchdown passes of 22 i think it was 12 and 24 if i'm not mistaken those are all deep deep passes uh that's what you need and Granted, on I think the third one to Cole Komet, it was on a b- broken coverage, but he found him and made the pass right to him. I mean, it wasn't right; it was right in his bread basket. It yep. wasn't anything bad. It was it was a perfectly designed play. I am super high on the Bears right now. So they're, am I. They're I think they're going to easily beat six wins. They have an easy schedule. I, I I saw Sports Illustrated just came out today and said the Bears are going to win three games, but the Lions are going to win nine games. Oh, there's no way in hell the Lions are going to win nine I games. I don't Give know me how, a break. What did the Lions do? What did they the still Lions have the coach that said pe- they were going to bite people's ankles on the way down, right? Like that nut yeah, that nut job I, can't coach. I I I don't get it. I mean. They didn't do much more than what the Bears did this offseason, no. and they don't really – I mean, Jared Goff, really? Jared like Goff I, is a known entity, too. I would take Justin Fields over Jared Goff yes. just because I think Justin Fields has a higher ceiling. Granted, we don't know if he can get there, and, but – And they made changes, too. Like, they made yeah. changes to the coaching staff. The uh, Like, there were – there was a re, you know an overhaul of the team, whereas the Lions are just the Lions again, and they were – awful last year a lot of people point to well they they lost a lot of close games well yeah they lost those games they still lost yeah yeah they didn't win them they were winless for most of the season yeah. I, I i don't get it yeah i mean no we'll, we'll i see. i think the the bears should easily finish third in the division um i you know the super optimist in me sees them sees them surprising people and pushing four the the division win i mean wow. they did it the first they did it the first year under Nagy. yeah that's I mean, I, true i, I that's mean true. Grant, granted they don't have cleo mac i mean no. but they didn't have him last year true. he was out for most of the year i will we'll see i i deep down i want him to win the division i don't think that's going to happen but that's that's like my ceiling is the yes. win the division um the they're, they're going to play sound sound football we'll see um you know, I, another, I, 
I've been excited too, just with some of the waiver wire pickups. Like their yep. uh, their line was a huge gaping hole, and I feel like it's not obviously you know stellar, but they're starting to shore it up a little bit, which is nice to see. Yeah, moving Tevin Jenkins to guard seems to be the 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 solution. That's they they named him as the starter today. Yes, it's finally been announced. So they have their starting crew uh, on the line. I think the only position that's kind of um, wishy-washy is center i think mm-hmm. uh lucas patrick if, if and when he becomes healthy he's going to take that position yeah. from sam mustafer i think you're right um, but, but they did make the most claims uh off the waiver wires they picked up the what the i think it was the fourth or 14th pick of the 2021 draft in alex leatherwood yes uh, uh, from the raiders yep Yes, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, Raider fans, so, well, he was garbage, but if the, I think the talk is they're going to move him inside to the guard, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like what they did with Tevin Jenkins. Yep. Um, he was playing tackles, so, you know, and the the thought is that he's, you know, he's going to be a project. He doesn't have to step in. He's, they're not expecting him to start. They're going to, you know, he's got, you know, he's got talent there. That's why he went high. Um, so there's, the talk is they're going to move him in, inside to guard and supposedly – the rumors I've heard is that he's going to be um, uh, what's his name, Cody Whitehair's replacement, because Cody Whitehair's got one year left okay. on his deal, so makes he, sense. he'll be done. And he, you know, Cody Whitehair's been okay. He hasn't been, you know, he's. I don't think he's made the Pro Bowl. No, so, not you know, recently. He's, no, he's been okay. He hasn't been, you know, great or yeah. anything like that. So he, you know, he's going to be expensive. So it's going to be an expensive signing uh, for a guy that's been average. I'm not um, mistaken. He's one of like the highest paid players on the team right now, too. He might be. Yep. Yeah. Um, they also have Ar- uh, they also picked up Armin Watts from uh, uh, the Vikings. He plays defensive lineman. He kind of plays the the inside interior lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armin Watts started and played for the Vikings last year and got five sacks i think on the interior oh, so okay, it was bad. kind of a surprise i think viking fans i saw that were surprised that he was let go mm-hmm. uh so this was a, that was a good pick that you know you get a guy who's young and has starting yeah. you know starting experience josh blackwell defensive back uh kingsley jonathan defensive end sterling weatherford is a linebacker and trayvon wesco is a tight end mm-hmm. uh i just saw today too that the bears have the youngest roster in wow. the, the NFL. Okay. Um so I and that's in with one one year of Ryan mm-hmm. Poles uh you know being in charge he's overhaul yeah. this rostered and got rid of a lot of the the older you know the older players that were on the team. So right. that's great. Um you know it's good to get young. That's what you want from a, a rebuilding team. Uh so you know we'll see. I think they're going to win more than 3 games. Uh I think they should beat the I think it was Vegas had them at 6 and a half. I think that they can they can beat that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they can easily go seven to nine. Um, is it seven to nine or is seven it and 10 now? seven to ten? Yeah. yeah, eight and nine. Um, you know, I I think that's realistically uh, yeah. a good ceiling. But you know, we'll see. Uh, I I really don't know what the Packers defense is going to be like. If the, you know, obviously they have Aaron Rodgers, so I think they're still the favorite to win. But I think yeah. the Bears are going to probably be the the biggest surprise just because everybody ever all the national pundits are. Oh, them right well, now. they were ripping on him, and then I saw like Lewis Riddick said they're going to be the worst team in the league, and then the other day he was interviewed, and he's like, "Oh, you know, don't sleep on them." It's like, "Oh, yeah. okay, now you're you're all turning, you're all changing your tune now after that that Browns uh, Bears yeah. preseason game." But 
Yeah, like, and then I keep thinking, like, they're going to have so much salary cap space next season to make some moves to to help acclimate the team and improve it. Yep. So, for the first time in a long time, like, I am genuinely, like, and again, optimistic. cautiously is the proper word here, but cautiously optimistic. And, like, I'm actually looking forward to watching, is it Bears 49ers next week to start, uh, I believe? Uh, yep, on uh, 9-11. I don't know how that game's going to go because the 49ers... I don't know. I don't know how they are. I know they got Trey Lance now instead of Jimmy G, but uh, well, Jimmy G's still on the team. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they got a good defense. So yeah, good measuring stick we'll to come it, out it, and just see be, how they do. Yep, yep. So. First game of the season will be it'll be good test for you know uh, both Matt Eberflus and Ryan Getze. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what the game plan is going to be because you know I would assume that it's going to be. Of the offense is going to be a little bit more complicated. It's going to be a little bit more in depth than what they were running for preseason. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be hopefully be we'll be pumped going into week two and not be well. I guess I can I won't I won't be on here going well. I guess I was completely wrong. I guess they'll barely may hopefully maybe they'll only win three games or four games <laughs> and they'll still beat the the projection. But yeah. I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think, you know, so many drives under Nagy were just killed by false starts and just mm. dumb penalties. I don't think that's going to be – I really hope that that's not going to be a thing. It doesn't hope seem not. like it from what preseason's been. They've, yeah. they've been pretty fundamentally sound. So we'll see. Um, I don't – you know, I'm not really buying into the, the 49ers offense with Trey Lance. So we'll we'll see what uh, what happens there. I'm I'm for the first time in – God, I don't know how many seasons, like, like I said, looking forward to watching the Bears game, but like in the past, I don't know, say decade, I would look forward to watching the Bears because I just couldn't wait to see how they were going to screw it up. It was like that episode of the Simpsons where they're, uh, Lenny and Carl are watching Homer and they're like, be quiet. He's going to do something stupid. That was the Bears. It was like, how can they blow yeah. it? And then turning on WGN radio and listening to like Dan Hampton and Ed Obranovich and, um, I can't remember who the third guy is, but somebody else from the 85 Bears. Uh, just like having a coronary because they're so upset with this team. It's like, eh, this is not no, this is not unusual. This happens every year. Yeah. So even if they're not great, if they fight for 500 and they show growth and Justin Fields starts to make that, you know, next big step, yep. I'll, be, I'll be excited to watch. So, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to move on to the second edition of our next segment musical mayhem musical mayhem looking for the good music i had a few hits a few years ago uh at twin lakes polka damavuji polka the bad music why not? well it's sentimental tacky crap that's why not do we look like the kind of store that sells i just called to say i love you go to the mall and everything in between to find new stuff for you to listen to um holland oats here like peter gabriel holland oats is Two separate people. No. Holland is his first name and Oates is his last name. Join us on this journey, won't you? All right. Uh, Vinny, thank you so much for cleaning up those audio clips. You're going to have to tell me how you used uh, Was it Audacity for that? Uh, well, I used a combination of voice meter. Okay. No, well, it, was just vo- it was just voice meter where okay. I, I just grabbed them from. So. I was going to say, you're going to have to show me show me that because that was, that was really good, the way you put that together. Okay. So thank you. Um, do you want to take over again? Sure. Why All right, Vinny, not? take it away. This is the whatever segment, uh, I guess, episode or volume two of Musical <laughs> Mayhem. Wow, off to a roaring <laughs> We're off start. Off to a great here. start. Yeah. Um, 
but yes, this is Musical Mayhem where we pick five random artists and listen to their music and try to report what our favorite songs were on them. If you would like to join along, you can listen to those. We'll try to put those out on Twitter or Facebook yep. as soon as possible. Or if we do that at the end of an episode, we will also re- put it in the episode. Um, so, yeah, this week we had the five artists were Bonobo, Jimmy Buffett, Jimi Hendrix, Neil Young, and Nirvana, which I think mm. overall, Justin, I don't know how you felt about it, but this was a better group than the last one, I'd there say. There was at least two that I, I've listened to on a regular basis. It so wasn't, that was I good. don't think, as diverse as no. the last one where no. we had, like, uh, what was it, Tony Bennett and, and uh, Tyler, uh, the creator. Dr. Dre. Dr. Yeah, it was all over the place. Tyler, um, the creator, might be one of the worst musicians ever. Uh, just throwing that in the, out there, but man, I could not find anything I liked by that guy. That was tough. Yeah, that was that really was, tough. This one was not nearly as tough to listen to. I well, can't sp- I can't speak for you. I can speak for myself, but yes, not having Tyler the Creator made it a little easier uh, to to listen to because Bonobo <laughs> wasn't that bad. No, um, I would take Bonobo any day over Tyler the Creator. And I don't even what know who your... who or what Bonobo is, but uh... yeah, I yeah I still I still don't know either. I list, after listening to a lot of his music, I still don't I still don't know what genre it would be. I guess instrumental EDM, instrumental be... like lo-fi trance. I don't know. It's what, it's not Euro music. I don't I don't know what it would be called. What but... I compared it to is, would be like some of the clothing stores my wife would take me to, and that music would be playing in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the closest I could get to him. Like, oh man, I feel like I'd listened to this. I've uh, heard the, this you know, before. B- being dragged through some you know clothing store on Michigan Avenue or something. Oh when visiting God, Chicago. Vinny, you nailed it. You nailed I it. Mean, yeah, I, I think so. Um, that that's but, okay. perfect. How would you rank these artists, Justin? I know we did that last time. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'll go. Let you rank them again. We'll go. We'll go in that order then. All right, I would go Nirvana, Jimi Hendrix. Neil Young, Bonobo, Jimmy Buffett. I I can say with a hundred percent certainty, and I'm, I, no one's gonna respond to me, but I hate Jimmy Buffett with a passion. His music, I'm sure he's a lovely man. I, I maybe he's not. I don't know, but oh god, that music that it was it hurt my ears to listen to go through and listen to his catalog. <laughs> Which I know you are a self-proclaimed parrot head or a closet parrot head. I don't know, but I, well, I guess I'm just a, a parrot head. In passing, so. I, I like I like his music. Yes, I, I I enjoy Jimmy Buffett's music for what it is. Uh, I don't you know think he's some great artist. I mean, his music is you know it's it's fine. Is I like is it. he it, the definition of like yacht rock? No, no douchebag rock. Sorry. Um, no, it's it's just like kind of it's I fun. Know, it's I, 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 I I get island living music. Cheeky. It's 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 kind of cheeky. Cheeky. <laughs> what are you, are you British? I don't know. No, it's not cheeky. It's I don't know. It's like island living music. It's sure beach music. I guess sure. beach music. Okay. Yeah, I want to call bum. it yacht, yacht rock. Is I, I I think yacht rock. I think like eighties music. Yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think you're right. I don't. I, mean, I wouldn't call it yacht. And and I know I know we talked about this before the show started. My dad is a gigantic uh, Jimmy Buffett fan. I know he's been to his concert at least once. 
Um, I've been to one concert. And he dragged. Well, I shouldn't say he dragged. My mom and sister bought him tickets, and then they got dragged along. They knew better than to buy a fourth ticket for me. I did not go because this was when I still lived at home in college. I think so. I did not go to that. But you should have went. You would have had a good time. I don't think so. I think so. I don't. Know. That good, was also it's a good part. It's a pretty uh, wild party. There. Yeah, I don't know. That was also before I you had anxiety meds, there. so that yeah. probably would have been. Look at all well, these. Justin, they would have served you the drinks that you like. They would have served they, that's Mai true. Tais and Mai Tais drinks and with umbrellas in pina it. Pina coladas. I mean, yeah. That's right up your alley. Oh, now I have a See, taste I for think, pina colada. I think you would actually fit in. I think now. I might fit in. Fit I just in, you would, would have to bring earbuds or something. I don't. It's <laughs> I don't know. That bad. Uh, I don't know. Volcano. Ugh. And son of a sailor. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, you are the son of a sailor. I am a son of a sailor. My dad thinks he's a sailor. Not a real <laughs> sailor. Scuba diver. Son of a scuba diver. But yeah. Uh, all right. So wh- who who should we start we'll, with? We'll Vinny? start with Jimmy Buffett since he was your, your right. lowest rank. Uh, we'll just get that out of the way for let's you. Let's get it out of the way. All right. Um, I, the one I picked, uh, I feel like I'm pulling a pretzel Vince here and picking Blackstreet's No Diggity for Dr. Dre here. But I found a cover or a version of Lionel Richie's All Night Long in which Jimmy Buffett sings the second, the like the second half of this the, uh, song. So I'm going to go with what? that because that was at least tolerable because I like Lionel Richie and All Night Long. So. so it's Lionel Richie singing All Night Long and Jimmy Buffett happens to have a... He sings a couple of verses. It's Lionel that Richie featuring Jimmy Buffett. It's Lionel Richie's song. That doesn't even count. Yeah, but, I mean, but Jimmy Buffett count it. He's it in it. Count if Jimmy Buffett did it at live at a concert or something. But he he might have. He might have. Hold on here. Let's let's. I I don't think so. That was that was the only one I listened to, and I'm like, oh god, this is all right. What about? Oh god, this is awful too. Oh god. Um. Oh, five o'clock somewhere. That is, I hate that song with a passion. It's a good song too. Uh, oh, cheeseburger in paradise. Bad, Ugh. Uh, shit. Where did that, I don't know where that song went. Um, but yeah, it's it was not real. It, I, I swear to God, it was actually it wasn't bad. Just because I like "All Night Long" by Lionel Richie, uh, which would definitely be like a beach song. Um, cheating. I guess there's a he did a cover of "Brown Eyed Girl." I guess which would be okay. Okay. He also I know that did song. a. It's good. His cover of "Melly Kalikimaka, I guess is all right. If we're gonna go Christmas route, but um, oh, fin- oh God, fins to the left, fins, fins to the right, put a yeah. fin in my brain. Oh my God, I'm telling you, this was painful, Vinny. This, I, I, and I don't it's mean to offend painful. you. It was painful. Uh, uh, I, I just, I have horror like dreams Justin. of my father just singing. <laughs> Son of a sailor, son of, and he just you know going on and on and on. I'm like, I don't so care. Just because of that one song, you don't no, like no, any? that that's just one of many songs that Jimmy Buffett I don't like. But <laughs> I'm sure he's a love. Oh, or that I remember. Um, in college, I had XM in my car. No, I'm sorry, not after college. It was when I got my first job. I had XM, and then my dad liked it, liked it when I would you know when he'd ride with me wherever we were going. So he got XM Jimmy in their Buffett car, sta- and he on. always had the Margaritaville station on. That's a good Always, station. oh, yeah. it was just constant. You can get that the... free. You you can get that free on your phone. You go to the Margaritaville website and listen to that. There's a reason it's free, Vinny. Me, me and Gretchen, <laughs> they're put giving that on it all away. The time. 
it, it's good summer music. I, well, thank God Justin, we're in fall now. That's all I'm gonna say. Your your musical palette is garbage. It is. Um, it is. It's it's tainted, like the yeah, like the well, molds that was in my water mug a little while ago. So. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, what about you? Who? What is your now? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go popular main mainstay Jimmy Buffett? Or are you going deep in the catalog here? This is a probably deep in the catalog. Ooh. Um, I guess I don't. I don't know. Uh, again, um, I'm not like a diehard parrot head, but I'm sure they know all the songs. But this song is Tin Cup Chalice. Do you recognize it? No, I don't. Let me. Let no, me pull it's it up a. On my it's a very sl- slower song. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, Jimmy Buffett's first uh song about the Key West. Um, and it was. It's just a nice slow tune. Um, it's just about him being on the the beaches of Key West. Um, yeah, you, you look like you're in pain listening to that, but I enjoy it. I love that song. It reminds me of the beach, um, and yeah, it's just a, a song that I like to listen to. Uh, maybe in the winter time when I w- would love to be on a beach somewhere, because uh, you know that song just kind of transports you right to the like you're you're on the beach. With a tin cup, chalice full of wine, and uh, you know, chewing on some honeysuckle. <laughs> what the hell is a honeysuckle? Is that a plant? It's a vine. It's a vine. You chew it's on a, it. It's a plant. Oh, he does in the song. Apparently, he my, does. My, my father-in-law is growing a honeysuckle vine, so I'm going to have to break some off and chew on chew it. it I'll on, let you know how it is. I, I, we need to do this in the podcast in the summer. There we you go. Can, you can do that. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, hey, I'm happy for you. You like Jimmy Buffett? Good for you. That's all I got. I, can't, I got nothing else. <laughs> oh, Justin. Uh, I hope. I hope. I'd be curious if Greg is a, a Jimmy Buffett fan. I do not know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I need. You're, I need him to back me up the, here. The guy who wears all black. I don't all black think. every day, all day. Yeah, that's black no, and volts. Don't forget the volt. I know he does like yep. his volt. So, yeah. All right. Very cool. All right. Very your cool. next was Bonobo. Yes, Justin. Uh, what yeah, is your so favorite Bonobo song? My favorite Bonobo song, and let me let me pull it up on my... I know the listeners can't hear it, but let me pull it up on my screen just because I need to hear it. Uh, my favorite Bonobo song was a song called Cirrus, C-I-R-R-U-S. Um, it's kind of got like... Got like chimes, drum, like a drum beat. And obviously being a drummer, I kind of was, I gravitated towards that. Very mellow, but a decent tempo. Nothing too crazy, but not too, too slow. Um, And yeah, it's just like a bunch of different chimes that feel like he's playing like, um, or she, I, I don't know. It sounds like they're playing like, you remember like like the glockenspiel from like music class when you were a kid? Yep. I something I like re- that. I remember listening to that song. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Very, very laid back. Honestly. I could see Jimmy Buffett like singing over something like this. <laughs> I'm I'm so. I'm being dead serious, like just because it's kind of got like the islandy theme a little bit to yeah. it, maybe. Yeah, it does. But, uh, okay, but yeah, that's my that was my favorite Bonobo song that I that I was able to find. Okay, um, mine was the Keeper featuring okay. Andrea Triana, I believe. Okay. Um, it's kind of like an R and B type of uh, you know, it's got an R and B rhythm to it. Um, you know. That one I liked. I, again, a lot of his music was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of just was good background music, but that one kind of stuck out to me that I kind of was 
paying more attention to than a lot of his other stuff. So that that one um, I did enjoy because you know that R and B kind of rhythm that it had to it was it was pretty good. Yeah, th- this isn't bad listening to it right now. And I like I said, like I think you you said it earlier. It's one of those like I could definitely see like if I was working from home, I could put a bunch of Bonobo stuff on and work to it in the background, like just mm-hmm. very, you know. Not 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 quite background noise, but just some, kind of something to veg out to, so to speak. So, um, yep, that was a nice little surprise to find someone I had never heard of in a million years, and probably never would have found in a million years. Uh, that uh, if I want some some nice background beats, I got somebody I can go to now. There you go. It's better than Tyler the Creator. Oh God, that you would never never would have found of, and really hope wish that you probably never. I was did gonna say Tyler the him. Creator. I feel like I had heard of in with the. Amount of times I had heard the younger generation talking about him, I thought he was actually talented. And I don't know. I'm not in the music industry, so maybe maybe I'm definitely not the talented one. I don't have all the followers and uh, Spotify plays he has, but uh, not a fan. No, not, not a fan. Even Could close. be a really nice guy. I don't know, but not a creator in my book. <laughs> all Zing. right, all Zing. right, Justin. We are moving on. I believe you had Neil Young yes. as your third. What was your favorite Neil Young song? Uh, I got to preface this. I was kind of surprised. I had a certain envisioning of what Neil Young music sounded like. Um, <laughs> it is not what I thought it was. Uh, I, it's fine. What did you expect? I well, mean, Neil once Young you... is, he's not like Bonobo or Tyler the Creator. No, he's no. A, he's been around, Justin. He's, oh, I know who he is. He's, he's, I know who he is. Um, so my my favorite song is, and this is one I've known for probably like a good twenty years, and that's "Rockin' in the Free World." Um, that that's kind of like a, I feel like that's a an easy one to take. Um, but like I envisioned that was really the only Neil Young song I knew on a regular basis. So I just imagined okay. all of his music was kind of that to that extent, kind of, um, not not a harder edge because it's not a harder edge, but. No, not, no, not, but not you, a lot of that's like the hardest song I feel like. Right. And I think got. that's what I envisioned his music to be. So when I was going through them all, I was like, all right, I'm really going to try and pick something that I don't know. And I just I I had a hard time getting into his music. I can definitely see yep. the talent, um, but just not necessarily for me. But yeah, Rockin' in the Free World is definitely one I like to th- I, I still throw on to this day. I think I have it on a Spotify or I know it's on my iPod still that I have in my car. But um, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Exactly. How about you? All right. Uh, for me, um, I had Harvest Moon. I don't okay. know if that came. It's one of his popular songs. This song reminds me. My wife loves this song, so its song reminds me of my wife when I hear it. So um, it's very slow. Um, it's it's you know it's, again kind of keeping in uh, like the Jimmy Buffett. It's just a, a nice melodramatic song. Um, you're talking about Harvest Moon. I, I really don't know. I had never li- really listened to the words too much. <laughs> I just know that it, it plays. My wife likes it, and she likes to dance to it. So I picked I, Harvest Moon because it reminds me of my, my wife. That's that's a good pick. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I've heard this before. I feel like that's a song I'd hear at a wedding. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm feeling like a I'm wedding sh- vibe. I'm sure my wife's probably heard that well. Maybe it was at your wedding that wedding. I heard that song. I don't know. Mm, I don't think so. No? We didn't play okay. that one. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad. All right. Um, um, yeah, definitely different than Rockin' in the Free World, that's for sure. Yeah, and a lot a of the bit. stuff they did with uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. 
Uh, well. and, and I know I told you this before the show. I don't even know why I'm admitting this. I had no idea that it used to be Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I just always assumed it was always Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Other breaking news. Water. Wet. Shocking, Justin. Shock- shocker. You didn't know. Yeah. I, I had to appreciate, though. I don't know about you, but I love that with it being September 1st, how many radio stations today play Do You Remember by uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, really? Yeah, because of the... Do you remember first oh, of yep. September, thirty first of September? I don't know what the lyric is, but yeah, I, don't, I'm, I feel yeah. like that's a I, recent I, thing, like internet thing that was never usually a thing in the past. But uh, yeah, what? I don't know. the whole playing Earth, Wind, and Fire on September first? But I guess, I, yeah, I guess I, I never really remember. I guess, it uh, that's kind of like the uh, what um, end of April. It's gonna yeah. be May. It's gonna be uh, May. Justin, Timberlake, Justin. yeah. Justin Timberlake, yeah, I can't. Yep. I was just gonna say Justin Fields. Uh, my mind is still, my mind is still there. Next uh, May, you make a meme with Justin Fields' face saying it's gonna be May. It won't make any sense because it's not Justin. No, it song, only makes but... sense to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke. I hope to be a part of one someday. <laughs> oh, moving on. Yes, I believe you had Jimi Hendrix as yes. Your Jimi Hendrix, this is one uh, that I had a hard time. F- I have it on my iPod. I know that much. Um, but even like I like to, well, yeah, I like to go back and look and see. Um, granted, I'm probably one of the few people that still uses iTunes and not Apple Music and Spotify. But like I love going through when we do this and looking at the popularity meter to see how popular the songs are. Uh-huh. Uh, this one was really popular by the Jimi Hendrix Experience, but not Jimi Hendrix himself. This one's really low popularity uh, for Jimi Hendrix himself, and that is Spanish Castle Magic. Interesting. Have you ever heard that song? I have not. I'm going to have to listen to it. I really... Great. It's got a great guitar part. Um, I'll be honest. The only way I ever actually found this song wasn't from looking through this, but... This song was an instrumental on the first Guitar Hero, and oh, okay. I remember uh, like loving to play it. I didn't realize it was Jimi Hendrix because it was just an instrumental. In- I can't talk instrumental, but uh, yeah. the actual song with the lyrics, it's phenomenal. It's got a the guitar part is phenomenal. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, okay, good, good, good. Highly choice. recommend I'll that one. To give that, yeah, I'll have to give that one a listen. I did not expect that from you. A deep cut from you, Justin. Deep cut. I know. When do I ever throw out deep cuts, Vinny? Not unless it's '90s music. Uh, yeah, never. that's about it. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I think I said "Wind uh, When the Wind Cries Mary" was. Okay. I think I had listed that. Uh, I uh, had listed that as a favorite song of mine on this podcast before, but this actually isn't my favorite Jimi Hendrix song. It was right up there. It's probably my one B to my one A, but my one A is Red House by Jimi Hendrix. Okay. That is my favorite Jimi Hendrix song. It is a uh, bluesy song. Uh, definitely uh, the his blue, blues guitar playing in that is phenomenal. Um, it's the, the lyrics too are great. It talks about, you know, he's going to his, his girlfriend's house or his, his baby's house, as he says, and the, the, he can't open the door that the house, the locks have been changed. And at the end of the song, he says that he's, uh, you know, if, you know, my baby doesn't love me anymore, I guess I'll go back, uh, to the other side of the hill. Cause I know her sister will. So <laughs> he hasn't been faithful to his girlfriend or his, his woman because he's been sleeping around with his, uh, girlfriend, sister. Uh, so it's, you know, always love a good blues song. That's, you know, kind of sad and stuff like that. But then it's kind of got that little, I guess you would call it Justin cheeky, uh, <laughs> cheeky part of the 
song, which is the ending, which is great. But his guitar playing in that is phenomenal. Oh yeah, uh, I'm listening to it right favorites. now. Um, you know, it, I think it, it accentuates just how talented he was on the guitar, which he was yeah. a very talented guitar player. So yes, my my favorite Jimi Hendrix song is Red House. This um is somebody who you know I have a very broad listening or a broad history with Jimi Hendrix I always just envision like lighting the guitar on fire you know Star Spangled mm-hmm. Banner and all that and like like I said Spanish Castle Ma- Magic is a really hard guitar song and a lot of his more well-known stuff is much more harder but I, I did not realize in listening to all these he had like a really cool jazz size to jazz side to yeah. him too and, and this song definitely speaks to that so I might have to do a little bit more of a deep dive on some of that and go back and listen to it so yep for yep. sure Good choice. Okay, Justin, we're on to the last artist. This is oh, Nirvana. Uh, you had as your number one. So what is, now just one, I'm sure you probably can name like, f- you got two. I got two, but I'm, well, I'm, Justin, I'm not going to pick since two. Greg, since Greg's not here and he didn't give us a list. No, uh, no, no, I'm not going to do that. You you can do two. You can say one of his is his. How about that? I'm, um, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I know what I'm going to do. Um <laughs> My honorable I'm mention. You, I'm giving it to you, I know. Justin. No, I, I don't. I'm, I don't want it. I, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna tuck that away for a time when I do need it. Uh, I'll never. This is a. One this is it. It's a one-time <laughs> deal. Well, in that case, lithium would be my one B. I okay. I love lithium. Um, just love that song. Uh, but the other one I really enjoy because I used to be able to play this on the drums, and that is in bloom. Uh, again, really okay. popular Nirvana song, but just love how the the verses the verses are very. Uh, Kurt Cobain is, is very, not melancholy, but very low key in the way he's singing. And then when they get to the chorus, it's just him like yelling and screaming. And then he, and then he dials it back down for the verses. So that like up and down, I just loved in, in the drum part is so much fun to play from what I remember. It's been, a, it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, that is definitely one that that was on nevermind. Um, yeah, that's that's just all I can really say. Uh, Dave Grohl's drumming part in that is is phenomenal, and if you want to buy it on iTunes, it's sixty nine cents today. So I don't know. Nice. I'm probably the last person that still buys music on iTunes because I'm an I idiot. I think so. So yep. Uh, well, you would I mean, be proud of me though. Idiot, you're just you know old fashioned. Uh, I did. Smart. I did have yes. I did have before the open house and before the parents came to school today. I did have Spotify going and I had my free playlist playing today. So there you go. Good I'm job, getting Justin. there. It just it's going to yes, take a long time to to dig up all the music I need to transfer over. So I guess. all right. What about you, Vinny? I'm very curious to see what you got. Now my my song is kind of when you said yours uh, was it in bloom. Yes, in it, bloom. What was it called? Okay, I wrote it down, so I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah, but I, I, I know we talked about this off air, but I'm not the biggest Nirvana fan. I really never was. I don't okay. know why. I appreciate their music, sure, and what they did, kind of for you know what they not kind of what they did for, for the grunge scene, right? Um, you wouldn't have had bands like Blink One Eighty Two probably and uh, Green Day take off like they did mm-hmm. if it wasn't for nirvana so I, I appreciate what they did but it's their music just never really clicked that well with me where i just you know had to listen to them uh like other bands um but um i do appreciate their music i can listen to their music without being like i got to turn this off sure um but 
my favorite song kind of reminds me of you know kind of that up and down uh like you had said but it's all apologies oh good i like song. that song yep. uh it kind of starts off slow and then like really picks up uh it's got a good drum beat in it i think uh you know listening to it, it, mm-hmm. it it's just you know to me i kind of like just like that you know slow build up and it, it just kind of rocks at the end yep. um so yeah, it my my favorite Nirvana song is All Apologies. But Lithium was up there too. I listened to that one. I was like, oh, you know, that might be my favorite one. But yep, I listened to All Apologies again. I was like, yeah, I, That's a good I song. have to go with that one. So. That one's kind of a classic too for I think they did that on I think they did a version of that on MTV Unplugged, which was very popular at the time. I, I could be wrong about that. But yeah, like okay. I, I think I think you nailed it and I kind of feel the same way now in high school and we might have talked about this when we pulled these two weeks ago but um like i didn't get into nirvana until high school so i was uh, i think nevermind came out in 93 91 so i was like about eight seven eight years behind yeah um and when i got into high school and that's when i started playing the drums like i got deep deep into nirvana that was also when I was downloading tons and tons of, of music. So uh, legally, the, of course, legally, yes, legally, yes, of course. Um, I was sending checks to uh, to the band, but um, yeah, like I got really into it, and then by the time I got out of high school, I still appreciated them, like you said, but like I was good. I didn't need to listen to it anymore. Like I had had my fill, um, but it's been so long now since I really dove deep like it was a lot of fun to go back and listen to a lot of their catalog because i was like oh god i remember this or you know cruising around you know where i grew up in my four-door ford escort blasting lithium or smells like teen (laughs) spirit with my neon lights and spoiler on my car uh it brought back some good memories so nice yeah i'm glad i'm glad it uh took you down memory lane it did you know part of the whole process is to kind of rediscover bands we may have listened to yeah. all also discovering new bands and new artists so yes i'm glad that we we kind of checked both those off the the, the list for you justin we did we got we got a little bit of everything so i next time we do you know the third version of this god only knows what we will pull um it'll be interesting so probably taylor swift you know what i'd be okay with that i like quite a few taylor swift songs which i'm sure doesn't surprise you no it doesn't <laughs> Should we should we get to the uh, the listener submissions? Yes, yes we have a All few. Right. So, Do you yeah. want you want to go first? Yeah, Chris wrote in uh, friend of the show, Chris, that was on uh, a couple months or quite a few months back now, uh, talking last to us year. what it was like. <laughs> yeah, last year. Thank you. What? It, how long have we been doing this now? Uh, what it was like to work for the White Sox? <laughs> Seems like just yesterday. Oh God. Uh, but he said Jimi Hendrix. He said all along the Watchtower, which yeah, that is like a quintessential yeah. uh, Jimi Hendrix song. Definitely That's a good, the pick most by popular Chris. one of his on yeah. Spotify for sure. That makes sense. Joe writes in. I don't know Joe. Do you know Joe? Joe? Yes, I went to grade school and high school with Joe. Oh, nice, perfect. Yeah. Joe writes in his favorite. Jimi Hendrix song is Hey Joe. I wonder if that's because his name is Joe. <laughs> it could be. Um, could be. Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Uh, plus, Come As You Are, both good songs. I uh, I will admit, when I was a kid, I enjoyed uh, Weird Al's cover of Nirvana's. Yes, uh, smells like a, Teen Spirit. That's more the, the only one I think of. 
Yeah. Uh, when I hear that song, I just yeah. I, I just think of I was the a big Weird Al fan growing up. What is it? How how can I talk with all these marbles in my mouth? Yes. I believe is one of the lyrics. Yeah. And then he's gargling water during it. And supposedly Kurt Cobain and all them loved it. They were they felt like they Did made they? it when he wanted to finally parody them. They were like all excited because it was like we've made it. Weird Al knows who we are now. So like the complete opposite of uh, Coolio. Oh God, Coolio couldn't take a joke. I guess. But. No. No. Ugh. But. Yes. All right. Um, those are two great songs. You, you're up next. Uh, Shelly on Twitter wrote in and said, Shelly <laughs> wrote in on Twitter and said, uh, Voodoo Child, which again, another, another, that is a great song. Quintessential Jimi Hendrix for sure. Just the, yeah, the classic, the opening yep. with the guitar. Oh, that is great. All right. We got, oh. you go ahead. You want to talk about Pretzel Vince next? Hey, everybody. An old man's talk. I was yeah. very, whenever we do these music shows, I'm very curious because it, to get his thoughts on things I know he does not listen to is very interesting. Yeah, he uh, he yeah, he actually does the homework too. I'm, he does. I'm, he does. I'm, I, I guess I can dare say I'm proud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should go that far. Uh, I don't you know don't want him to get too big of a head. He's already got a big enough one already as it is. Um, <laughs> not I'm not talking size wise. I'm just talking he you know thinks highly of himself sometimes. <laughs> um, well, when he looks in the mirror and he says that he gets, you know, every day he looks in the mirror, he thinks he's getting better looking every day. Yes, I, I think. Oh, I've never heard that bad. version of this story. Oh, gosh. Uh, yes. He just, yep. He says that a lot. Um, Good to know. Yes, but uh, Pretzel Vince writes in, uh, I digress and get us back on track here. His favorite uh, Hendrix is Anything is Great by Him, but if you had to pick one, Along the Watchtower is his favorite one sure jimmy buffett uh that's my story and i'm sticking to it i don't think i know that one no i i don't either no um his favorite bonobo one is shadows uh nirvana smells like teen spirit uh neil young he thought his best work was with crosby stills nash and young but his favorite neil young song is old man which i I, was that one today i do know that one right that yep. one I do know. The the yeah. thought of your dad rocking out to Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, he was not a fan of Nirvana. Um, no? He said that Nirvana sounded, uh, their songs all sounded very similar. Which I can see yeah, some of that being I, the case, yeah. I, I can see that too. And unfortunately, I remember him telling me that all the time on you know bands and stuff I would listen to, that they all sound the same. I always thought he was full of it. But now I, I guess I'm getting to that age where... I can I can see that. Do you do you think some of that has to do with like that grunge sound just like permeates everything they did? I think so. And plus, you know, I mean, a lot of the vocals too that they had, you know, Kurt Cobain was kind of more yelling. Yeah, it was it was more of a a yell with it, which is you know part of that grunge style. So yeah, I think it that's just kind of the style, and you know, the the vocals on it were just you know yelling sometimes, yeah. and that happened almost in every song. Every song, so, yeah. yeah. I can kind of see that. I mean, but I, I wouldn't say like, you know, smells like teen spirit compared to, you know, all apologies that are. Oh yeah. The night and day. They don't sound night the same, day. but yeah. you know, his singing and his singing style is the same. Cause he's not, you know, it's not grunge. Isn't meant for good vocals. It's, no, you know, it's more it's, like it, distortion pedal guitar and yep. playing as loud as you can. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And the vocals are secondary to all yes. of that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the music that really speaks for itself, you know? Right. But, yeah. So, 
Uh, Dr. Mantis, I'm so bummed. Dr. Mantis didn't make it into the chat this week, but, uh, no, he didn't. Dr. Mantis, Nirvana, he must have gotten his pizza. He must have gotten his pizza in time. Hope he's full. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, heart shaped box. That is, um, that's a very good one. That is, uh, uh, I feel like that's a really dark song, but a good one. Yeah. But I feel like very dark. Um, Jimmy Buffett is five o'clock somewhere. Uh, your favorite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Young, Heart of Gold. Jimi Hendrix, Fire, another great Jimi Hendrix song. Mm-hmm. And Bonobo, he wrote, no idea who that is. So, um, Didn't get to get the uh, whole point of listening to. <laughs> of the musical mayhem? Yes, yes. he did not. Um, all right, well, we, we've made it through another episode, Vinny. Yeah, we did, somehow. Um, I, I, I will have to chat. We don't know what next week's show will be, so stay tuned in that regard. Um, Vinny, you got anything else to wrap up before we call it a night? Oh, um, I guess shout out to, uh, I guess not shout out to, but thoughts and prayers with uh, Hub Arkish. I yes. know we kind of uh, rag on I him. Disagree. I, yeah, I didn't want to rag on him. Disagree with a lot of what he says, but yeah, supposedly he had a uh, medical complication after Bears training camp, and yep. he's in the hospital recovering right now. So thoughts and prayers to him and his family during this time, and hopefully he can recover. Give me more bad Bears thoughts to give to get my blood going. Yes, I, I think you nailed it. Like you said, and same thing with with Tony Brusa. While we while we uh, bag on these guys and, and don't like necessarily their takes, obviously we would never want to wish ill on them. Um, that's one of the great things about sports is being able to disagree. So, uh, yeah, I think you nailed it, Vinny. Um, all right, well, we will be back next week with more tomfoolery and fun. If you would like to write into the show, don't forget, you can find us on Twitter at Baseball and What, email whatever at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at baseball and what's all your podcast apps of choice. And lastly, the text line 913-808-3278. That number again is 913-808-FARTS. All right. We will be back next week. Like I said, with more fun and shenanigans and tomfoolery. See you then, everybody. Take care. Peace.